yeah, little things that bother me, like remembering things. And and I guess they stand out to me now because I don't drink, you know. I, I think they stand out to me now because they were numbed back then, drowned in alcohol. Um, but looking back and remembering things like this seems really doesn't even seem, I mean, it seems little to me now, but at the same time, if I did it now, it wouldn't be little. Um, so I'm in the mall. I got a pocket full of money. I'm 19 years old and I, I have my girlfriend, um, that's going to pick me up from the mall. Um, so I'm at the mall looking for last minute Christmas gifts. And I go to this watch stand in the Hickory Ridge Mall in Memphis. And I go to the watch stand and they're selling these Rolexes that are fake Rolexes. And they, I think they want $20 a piece for the, the fake Rolex watches. And um, I see them and then I'm like, can I see one of these? And I look at it and there's some just sitting on the shelf. So I, I'm looking at them and then the guy turns to talk to somebody and then I walk off with them. Why I did that, I don't know. I uh, don't think I was greedy, I, so I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> but I did it. It's like I say, it was a, it was like a pattern of behavior that I was following. Um, before I realized they even had even done it, I'm like, why did I do this? So I get this, uh, these watches, and I, I go to the under, other end of the mall and I have them gift wrapped, and I'm gonna. One of them's for me and one of them's for her for Christmas. So I get to the other end of the mall, have them gift wrapped. And once I got them gift, gift wrapped, I turn back around, come out of the mall. Well, I've got a bad sense of direction sometimes. Or I used to really bad. Not today so much, but used to really bad. Um, so I go through the mall and I, I come right back to where I stole the watches from. After I've already gotten them wrapped, I walk right by the stand. And there's a sheriff, deputy, and a security, a mall security guard standing at the, the stand. And they look over at me with the guy. Oh, God, why did I do that? So um, I pretend I don't see them. And they start walking towards me. And I go a little further as fast as I can with the crowd. And they come up to me and they go. Um, actually, I come up to the wall because it was a dead end. And I had to turn around. And when I did, they said, hey, excuse me, this guy over here wants to talk to you. I said, really? About what? And he said, just right over here at the watch stand. And I said, okay. And I started walking like I was going to walk over there. And I took off running. Yep. And I was a sprinter. I was fast. Uh, I was running through this mall, not concerned about knocking somebody over and hurting somebody. You know, not concerned about the people's property I didn't stole. Uh, not concerned about police shooting me in the back while I'm running through the mall. Uh, I'm not concerned about falling over the edge of the rail to the second, to the first floor from the second floor. Not concerned about any of it. All I'm concerned about at this moment is getting away. If I can get away, it's all good because I don't expect to live through the night anyway. And that's how I felt for a long time. I had been through so many, so many near death situations that it just felt like I said it was chasing me and I didn't care. And 
and and I know it wasn't chasing me because I'm still here, but in my mind, I thought it was because of the situations I'd seen myself in and seen myself come out of. Well, I'm running through this mall and and uh, I get a good little ways away from one end to the other before this old guy trips me. Um, <laughs> he tripped me and, and I fell and pretty much I was cornered when I got up and I just gave up. So they took me, they put me in the car and they asked me, they wanted to know one thing, where are the watches? Where are the watches? I don't have any watches because I'm a liar and I'm a thief. Well, they are persistent. They stay there for a good hour looking through the mall where they chased me and they couldn't find any watches. They looked through the plant uh, pots. There's giant plant pots. They looked through the plants. They went all through the mall looking for these two fake Rolex watches. The whole time now, I've got these two fake Rolex watches in my hand, wrapped in Christmas wrapping and, and gift wrap. <laughs> and so I told the cop, I don't know what made me do it. I said, if you'll wait until my girlfriend gets here so I can give her my wallet so she can bail me out, I'll tell you where the watches are. He looked at me and he said, all right, when's she supposed to be here? I said, any minute. He said, okay. So he let her come up and get my wallet. I talked to her, gave her a kiss. I got to, you know, it was all good. He said, now where are the watches at? I said, right here. So I handed him the watches and he looked at the other officer like, what? And uh, yeah. So anyway, they got their watches back. I went to jail. Um, Christmas night came. And I think I was supposed to be in court the night before. Or maybe the two nights before. And I didn't show up. Well, I was at my mom and stepdad's. And they came in at about one o'clock in the morning on Christmas night. Or Christmas Eve night. Christmas night or Christmas Eve night. One of the two. I think it was Christmas night. Or no, it was Christmas Eve. Because I felt the Christmas spirit when this happened. Uh, so they're knocking. I'm telling my brother to go answer it and tell him I'm not here. I know it's for me. Because I didn't show up on that running in the mall with those watches. Well, it's two sheriffs. And my little brother goes. I go in the bathroom and hide behind the door. And my my uh, little brother goes and he lets them in, I guess, and doesn't tell them nothing and just lets them in. So they come in and uh, I'm hiding in the bathroom. They go in, put the flashlight on my mom and stepdad while they're in bed. They could tell it wasn't me. They closed the door like nothing ever happened. <laughs> they walked around the house looking in every room. Well, the last room they looked in was the bathroom where this one heavy set guy with glasses looks in with his flashlight. Puts his flashlight on the mirror, looks dead at me hiding behind the door, my reflection coming off the mirror, and says, well, I guess he's not here. We guess we better get on out of here. So he turns around and leaves. They left. Thank God. Oh, man, that was uh, compassion there. Christmas Eve, he let me go. He knew it was a little stupid warrant. He let me go. He saw me hiding. That was a that was a decent dude. I like that. Thank thanks to whoever that guy was. Anyway, so 
My mom the next day tells me, Sean, you should really go take care of that. She didn't even go off on me or anything. I couldn't believe they weren't going off on me. Of course, shortly thereafter, my stepdad put me out. So, but anyway, my mama, she said, if you go, I'll bail you out. Just go to go turn yourself in. You need to take care of that. So I went and it was the first and only time she ever paid to bail me out of jail. Uh, $75, I believe it was. And, uh, couldn't believe she did it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, she, uh, got me out and that's about the time I got kicked out. And my stepdad told me that he didn't like the way I was living my life and I needed to live it outside of his home. So I left and then that's when I was being, well, I guess getting to the point of being attractive enough for women to hit on. So I started hooking up with these girls that would come up to me, women that would just, you know, ask me out, take me out and move me in with them, whatever, you know, I wasn't a gigolo, but it just seemed to happen that way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's another story, but, uh, yeah. So those kinds of things, I look back and when I think about something like that, because I'm a writer, I'm writing a book. I've already written a few books already. Yep. Unpublished and published. Uh, um, but when I look back on things like that, like I said, it's, I still feel guilty. You know, I still feel guilty all these years later. And I wish somehow we could stress enough to younger people what you're going to feel like later if you do this now. It always seems like we have to just learn it ourselves. We can't listen to anybody else. We got to figure it out for ourselves, which is understandable, too. You want to live life. You want to figure it out for yourself. But, hey, who knows? Y'all have a great evening.